think about like when just one person shows up or just two or three people show up, I have to sit back and look at myself and think, well, I'm not going to give any less of a class. It's not that person's fault that no one else showed up. They showed up today. Welcome to Radically Loved Radio. I am your host, Rosie Acosta, yoga teacher and teacher trainer, mindfulness coach, speaker, and creative writer. I am also the founder of radicallyloved.com, a website where you can go for more information about yoga, mindfulness, meditation, and lifestyle advice. On this podcast, we talk to people within our health and wellness community that are creating content through the ritualistic practice of yoga, meditation, or overall mindful living. We hope to create value in your life so that you can achieve your highest potential and live a radically loved life. To stay in touch with us, just follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Rosie Acosta and on Facebook at Radically Loved Rosie. You can sign up for our newsletter on radicallyloved.com to stay up to date on future workshops, retreats, and latest podcasts. I hope that Radically Loved Radio leaves you feeling inspired to create something powerful. My teacher, Yoga Rupa Rodstreicher, says, if you powerfully believe in the value you have to offer the world, your love and passion for it will be an unstoppable force. Thanks for listening. Hey guys, most of you know that I have returned back to a plant-based diet, so my beverage consumption has increased quite, quite a bit. Don't judge. I know there's some of you out there that really enjoy beverages. So one of my favorite things to drink lately, which I'm consuming a lot of, is Four Sigmatic's new Golden Latte Mushroom Mix. It has shiitake and turmeric in it. It's totally organic, caffeine-free, vegan, and only one gram of palm sugar per serving. I love being able to travel with these little packets because they're really easy to make. All you need is some hot water. Some of the additional ingredients in the golden latte are adaptogenic tulsi, warming ginger, and a pinch of black pepper to support turmeric skin-loving properties. So not only do your insides feel amazing, but your skin looks great. Go to Four Sigmatic now and enter promo code RADICALLYLOVED, that's R-A-D-I-C-A-L-L-Y-L-O-V-E-D to get 15% off of your entire purchase. Be sure to check out all the other products that they have there as well. I just spent the last three days in a studio recording a 21-day meditation challenge for the den meditation. I don't know if you've been, but... No, I haven't, but I know you mentioned it. Yeah, it's it's gonna be so uh, awesome. And I created 21 different types of meditations. And, um, you know, there's heart healing, there's meditation for transformation, meditation for presence, there's meditation for uh, breath focus. It's, there's so many different kinds to do. That's awesome. I need um, all of that. (laughs) Yeah, me too. Trust me, but I'm still a little kind of loopy. So, you know, uh, anyway, say, saying that (laughs) welcome (laughs) to deep dive with Rosie. Um, I still need to get a clap track to put insert track here. Yeah. Uh, So welcome, um, everyone. Uh, We have a very special guest today. Uh, Crystal, are you there? Hi, I am. Hi. So just let everybody know who you are. And I'm like, just right away, tell us, tell us about you. Who are you? (laughs) 
Well, I am Crystal Lindahl. I'm a 27-year-old new yoga teacher in the Santa Clarita Valley, and I also teach in the Antelope Valley. I am 200-hour certified through YogaWorks, and I'm currently teaching a bunch of public classes in uh, Lancaster and in Santa Clarita. Um, but I'm like just scratching the surface. I'm just getting started out. And I actually recently just left my corporate job, oh. which was quite a big shift in my life. So I'm just kind of getting started on my teaching yoga journey. Oh my goodness. I'm so excited for you. I've been there. I know what it's like to give up uh, that security. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, and it's such a beautiful journey. And I'll tell you, I mean, obviously for me, it was the best decision I'd ever made. Uh, there are things mm. that I would have done different, but you know, hindsight's always twenty twenty. Of course. And <laughs> I, I'm so curious as to what your process has been and, you know, like kind of what, what your vision is, like, what are you trying to create? Yeah. So gosh, my big picture vision is really to reach students who've never practiced yoga and to really kind of connect with beginners and people that might be struggling in some aspect of their life, um, mentally, physically, whether they're dealing with, um, depression and anxiety, things like that, that I had experienced before. Um, or maybe if it's even just injuries or, uh, dealing with the pains and, uh, of aging and things like that. So, um, yeah, I came from, a background of sales and marketing. I worked for a digital marketing company, which was really, really an awesome experience. I, I think I can really attribute most of my success as a yoga teacher so far to the things that I learned there. Um, yeah. so I started in sales. I worked with like high volume calling and meticulously written emails, things like that. <laughs> Lived into marketing. Yeah. It was like really crazy time in my life, but, um, and then moving into marketing, I learned how to really connect with people and how to build and keep relationships with people. So I think a lot of that has helped um, take that energy from what I learned there and move it into teaching yoga and being able to create a brand for myself. Yeah. Well, I mean, I find it so fascinating anytime. And look, I have this conversation with a lot of people, uh, especially while I was on uh, the tour last year, going to different studios, talking to different students. It's like, we all get to this place in our life where we want something to shift or we want mm -hmm. to create something different. So was there a specific moment when you were in your career or like, did you always know that that's not what you wanted to do? Like, what was it the experience like for you? Yeah. So I did a little bit of job hopping around before I even ended up at this place, but I didn't really know what it was that I wanted to do. I just knew that I was seeking something that I wasn't quite finding. Mm -hmm. um, I knew I wanted to work with people. I wanted to connect with maybe a team of people or work in a group setting um, as a teacher or a trainer, something in that kind of realm. And I knew mm -hmm. I loved yoga. So what I eventually did, I actually got out a pen and paper. I started writing just everything that made me happy, everything that brought me joy that, that I really liked and wrote and wrote and wrote for probably 20 minutes or so. And then I stood back and looked at everything I put down and it really kind of just pointed to teaching yoga. And mm. so I signed up for my teacher training, still not quite, um, I hadn't quite developed my vision yet at that point, but uh, my obviously teacher training was so transformational as it is for most people yeah. 
So like at that point I knew in my heart that this is what I'm truly passionate about. So through that, the more I started to recognize that, the more I sort of came away from my, my corporate job. Yeah. And, um, yeah, at, at one point I just had to take the leap, take a risk, which is obviously so important to grow and to change is to do things that scare you. And that's what happened. And here I am. I know, but isn't it, isn't it so intense when you're in the midst of creating something so like big, such a big change? I mean, was this something gradual for you and, or was it like, did it happen quickly and you're able to sort of integrate your new life? It happened actually pretty quickly. Um, I like to think of it. I've seen like the meme floating around the internet. That's like, jump off the cliff and learn how to fly on your way down. It's like, that's not (laughs) like, that's not how gravity works. (laughs) Like you have to, you have to be strategic about your risks that you're taking. So I had a plan. I, um, like literally the day after I left my job, I set my alarm, woke up super early as if I was going to work, and I got to work on my computer, started building my website, started putting together business cards and my logo. Um, I scheduled a photo shoot, wrote all the content for my website, and um, then I needed something to put on there, so I created an event. It was like a park yoga thing so that some they would have somewhere to click to. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I did all of that, and... <laughs> Yeah, yeah. The park yoga thing was a little bit of a fail, but you know, <laughs> we learned. Tell me about it. This is what I'm saying. Like, this oh is what I God. want the listeners yeah. to hear about. Like, people sometimes look at at a uh, you know a career or, or something that they really love to do and think, oh, it's just e- it's easy, you know. And it's like I'm just gonna be a yoga teacher, and that's just and yeah. it's gonna be all like rainbows and butterflies, right. and right. and it's gonna be packed, <laughs> and like my every class I teach is gonna be like a wanderlust festival, and it's like yeah, it's so it's, not like that, it's <laughs> especially not. at like, first. That's what I pictured. I was like, this whole park is gonna be filled with yoga mats. If we need more space, we're gonna move to the bigger side of the park, and then. <laughs> But no, I, I didn't really do a whole lot of marketing for it. I don't know. It was just my first thing that I was getting out trying to do on my own. And, um, it was a donation based thing. So I just thought I'd passed out flyers. I posted a Facebook event thing or whatever. And then literally that morning, my fiance came with me. God bless his heart. So supportive. And then my stepmom and my dad showed up. (laughs) And my dad didn't come to practice yoga. He came to take pictures like for the website. Oh my goodness. (laughs) I love that. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, we still practiced. We still did it. We all had a wonderful morning and um, you just learn like that's maybe not my direction that I wanted to go in or maybe I needed to tweak how I marketed that and get the word out about that. Um, But, you know, it's all part of the learning thing. Yeah, I mean, I, I, yes, it, it all is. And I, I love anyone who has the courage and the tenacity to continue to do it and to have the drive to really create something of meaning, mm-hmm. which is, which is what you're wanting to do and is why you, you chose yoga. So thank you for sharing that. I know it was kind yeah. of like a random segue because I know, obviously, <laughs> I, I know you, you know, outside of this. Yeah. And um, yeah, I mean, do you want to tell people how we know each other? Yeah. Um, so my aunt and uncle, who are my biggest mentors, 
um, introduced me to your work, which has been such an awesome, like helpful, how do I say it? Like a foundation in what I've been learning in my spiritual path Mm. and listening to your podcast, especially was, um, something and continues to be something that I learn from every time you put something out, you have amazing, um, guests, you're an amazing show host. So that's been really awesome. Um, and then last week, I feel like the luckiest listener of the show because (laughs) we got to practice together. Yeah. (laughs) It was so awesome. Such a beautiful morning. Yeah, it was great. Uh, crystals and an uncle are, uh, students of mine, right? Yeah. And mm-hmm. they are really two of the most incredible people. And I, I hope to interview them in the near future mm-hmm. so everyone can get to know them. Um, yeah, so it was a really lovely practice. And, um, you know, anytime I get the opportunity to teach what I love is is always Im- amazing for me. You know, it could be mm-hmm. one person. It could be five people it could be 10 it's just it's always the same experience which just brings me back to what you're doing and why it's important for us to be able to follow our purpose and to follow our passion and you know to even be able to get through some of the difficult times you know I mean for Mm -hmm. myself like when I was exactly where you were you know when you went when you did your park series yep um (laughs) I remember my first uh retreat there was like three there was like four people but then one of them didn't show up so there was like just three of us and we were just like look it was amazing it really was but I remember being like oh my goodness like I hope that I hope that they leave with something of value like I didn't even care that there wasn't I don't know what my expectation was I gotta be honest but it definitely wasn't three people you know what I mean but right but it was so beautiful and and from that moment it really taught me something and I'm sure it taught you the same thing it's like Mm. it it really allows you to integrate why you're doing what you're doing right because if you can show up fully for those people in that moment it it does it you realize it's not about you and it's about your students Right. 100%. And I noticed too, in some of the public classes, um, sometimes it is only a couple people. We added a new class into the schedule. And so it took a few classes to really get any traction. But you think about like when just one person shows up or just two or three people show up, I have to sit back and look at myself and think, well, I'm not going to give any less of a class. It's not that person's fault that no one else showed up. They showed up today. They came here for their experience of yoga, whatever that is. So, And then I also feel like when it's a more smaller, intimate class, you get to connect with them on a deeper level Mm -hmm. and maybe tap into something that they're dealing with personally as opposed to just teaching a full class, um, like a general, with a general idea on your mind, you know? Yeah. Um, I just want to apologize if people can hear uh, Chewy scratching his bed right now. <laughs> so oh. it's like, I don't know if you can hear it, but I just I have to give no. it. Oh, okay, good. So maybe, no, but he's going at, I keep trying to like, you know, give him a little nudge, like stop. Hey, knock it off. Yeah. But he won't, he's not listening to me at all. He's just like, no. Um, cool. That's really exciting. So I love, do you know, I did my training with yoga works too. Yes, I do know that. I do know that. They're my alma mater. And 
what I just learned, I was just in a workshop with one of my teachers. Um, you know, my teacher, Beth Prandini. Oh my goodness. Yes. <gasps> and also it was with Haley Zachary too. I'm not sure if you know her, but I did a workshop with Beth and she's like, I totally know Rosie. Oh my You guys goodness. did the thing in Portland. Yeah, that's right. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. That was a, that was a while ago. That was like five years ago, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. The yoga community is such a small community. I don't know if it's like that everywhere, but at least in LA, I've noticed. Yeah. <laughs> everyone knows of everyone and it's really cool. Really tight knit community, family like. Well, yeah. I mean, that's ultimately as yogis what we're trying to create, right? Especially mm-hmm. in a world where there's so much disconnection and everyone's oh. always like, you know what I yeah. mean? Just with all the the tools and, and ways that we have to connect, we Ugh. we are the most disconnected so bad in this moment. I mean, it's like, there's so many issues right now with like, you know, people, uh, feeling disconnection, you know, like, well, how do you, how do what do you think the biggest issue is right now with, with our community? If there's one, our community as in like the yoga community or just like maybe just in general, just like as people, like what, you know, you're a 27 year old, mm-hmm. young entrepreneur, like mm-hmm. what sort of challenges are there out there right now? Like what are the well, big things? I really feel like I hate to say it because I'm a big user of Instagram, but it's really creating false expectations, I think. And it's uh, making a lot of us compare ourselves to other people and think that we need to be this way or need to be that way in order to be Mm -hmm. successful. And we're sometimes mixing up our own self-worth with someone else when it's really not about that. And especially I think in yoga, there's a lot of pictures that are posted up of these beautiful poses and, you know, it's really amazing and it's an art form for sure. But I think that we get confused and compare ourselves to that. And that makes us not feel so good inside. Yeah. So I don't know. I think people, if we had the opportunity to separate ourselves from that in particular and get back to feeling our self-worth of um, how we treat others and how we can give ourselves to others and not compare ourselves with that of another person, we would be in a better place. Yeah. I mean, I, I agree with you 100%. I I really Mm -hmm. do. I feel it. I mean, I talk about it all the time. You know, it's like Mm -hmm. comparison is the biggest joy kill. Yeah. And every time we we put ourselves, we subject ourselves to a place uh, of being judged. An example, you know, putting a picture up on on the Internet or Mm -hmm. we're constantly on our phone, like looking at others and comparing ourselves to other people. And, you know, it's funny, like I... I'm very intentional with how I use social media. Like mm-hmm. I limit my time. I don't check it first thing in the morning or at night. Like I post three times a week, you know, and if I'm posting stories, like I'm posting a story, you know, like that's, right, that's right. The, the, the funnest way I get to engage with my community, you know, totally, totally. But, but I'm also not on it constantly it's like I, I go intentionally with the purpose and and I, I get it and I get out you yeah. know and, <laughs> yeah. and so 
For me, it's been such a helpful tool to be intentional about how and when I do things because at that mm-hmm. point it doesn't have it doesn't have a pull over me. I mean, I was finding myself laying in bed trying to read, couldn't read, started watching like a show on Netflix or something and like whenever I'd get bored, I'd feel myself reach for my phone to oh, check yeah. it. You know what I mean? 100%. So it's like, and I'm yeah. like, wow, like I, I, and I catch myself. I'm like, wow, you just did that three different times. Either you're not really yeah. into what's happening or you're so distracted by your external environment that you are so not present, you know? Yeah. And it's, it's really like an addiction. Like I'll actually be sitting on my laptop computer and then go to get on Instagram on my phone or whatever it is on my phone. I'm like, I'm literally already on the internet. <laughs> like how much more internet could I have right now? <laughs> right. So, yeah. Like, but it's crazy. But then there's also like, it's helpful for small business owners and people to connect with each other and, and build community. So there is that too, Yeah, that I think is good. And like you said, engaging with your audience or, if you had something to share with somebody, you know, then more people can see it. But I don't know. Catch 22, I guess. Yeah. I mean, but it's, it's like anything, it's like anything really mm-hmm. like it too much of something is, is not good. You know, yeah. um, everything in moderation. Yeah. Everything in moderation, but it's really hard that we're so desensitized to that particular discernment. And I think yeah. that's what the biggest issue is. We just don't have a gauge for it. Right. You right. know? All right, so so we don't fall into the slippery slope of that, even though it feels like we just did. What, I know we could go forever. I know, right? What what has been your favorite podcast interview? Mm, that's a fantastic question. You really do have a knack for choosing guests. I've been so inspired by so many people. Um, I think the one person I feel like I connected with was Tori Doobie. Oh, I love Tori. I love Tori. And then speaking of Instagram, I connected with her and then we started talking. We have almost the same dog, <laughs> but, um, she like, she talked about radically manifesting her life. Oh, yeah. And I feel like everything that I've done up until this point with my shift has been totally manifested. I even got my broccoli man too. <laughs> <laughs> I love she, that. <laughs> she talked about her man that she had on her vision board. And I just, I feel like I did the same thing, but I, I got all my yoga classes that I wanted. I manifested the exact class schedule that I wanted, which is crazy. Um, I don't know. It's just really crazy. I just, I love Tori Doobie. So I would have to say that episode. Oh, fun. That's exciting. Yeah, no, I love, yeah. she's so great. She's amazing. And She's doing so much good in the world right now. I mean, she she's, is. she's connected oh me with so many people and I'm just like so, so grateful for her. I'm, I'm really lucky to have people like her in my life. So mm-hmm. for sure. Cool. What kind of tea are you drinking right now? Uh, echinacea tea. I think I'm coming down with something and I don't have time for that. Oh, I'm no. <laughs> yeah. I'm flying to Canada tomorrow for um this huge leadership conference i'm like nope not today i'm not getting sick I'm oh i'm gonna no. drink three more of these today yeah, yeah keep doing it you know my big thing it's like i have convinced myself that i do not get sick mm-hmm. and um you know it's worked so far except when it doesn't 
Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes it just gets you. Sometimes it's just a little bit more intense, um, you know, and it's like when I, especially when you're traveling, I mean, that, that's really the, the worst time when it gets you like the most, you know? Yeah. Um, I kind of want to go back to what we were talking about only because a yoga teacher training is such a transformative experience. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, and I feel like that's another thing that I, I get listeners emailing about or they have questions or I get messages on Instagram and, and I love getting these messages. So please don't stop. Mm-hmm. Um, but I get people emailing me, uh, men and women, like asking about how to get started, how, what, where uh, they can go take a training and, mm-hmm. you know, like, is it, I remember what somebody emailed about taking a teacher training, but they were afraid that it was going to change everything. And I'm like, well, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, I mean, it's, it's hard to not say that a good yoga teacher training mm-hmm. will create a good yogi. And, and it's more than, than just, you know, learning how to teach asana or learning how to right. guide meditation. It's, it's really like a life training as to how, yeah. how to live. Right. Was that your yeah. experience? Oh, 100%. And I had no idea that it was going to be like that when I signed up for it. Um, I feel like I, completely changed my life. And that transformation is probably what gave me the edge to, to pursue teaching full time. Um, but just learning the sutras, learning that it is so much more than the poses and the breath and just stretching and whatever people might think it is. Um, yeah, my life has changed so significantly for the better during my teacher training and still I feel like I want to go back and like do it all over again because there's so much to know. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like just barely, barely tipping the scale of like the things that I want to know and understand about all of that. What do you see as the bigger vision for your life? Hmm. Well, I'd really love for more people to understand just that, that yoga is more than just the poses. And I think that if together as a community of every yoga teacher, every transformational life coach can help more people understand that they can feel better in their bodies, but also in their minds and they don't have to carry so much stress, I think the world would be a better place. Mm, yeah, no, totally. I agree 100%. I, I am with you on that. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's one of the things that, you know, people forget, or sometimes it gets lost in the array of poses and pictures and mm-hmm. just the, the external, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So what else? Do you have any questions for me? Mm, well, I, I love it. I heard your page turn. <laughs> She's like, let's look at my notes, guys. I have a bunch of notes here. <laughs> and I literally haven't even looked at my sheet one time since I've been talking to you. Perfect. <laughs> um, no. Okay. So this is kind of an interesting thought. But if you could wave a magic wand oh. and every single person would gain some personality trait. Like, what do you think that that should be? What's the most important thing that we should 
carry around with us. Kindness. Yes. I love that. Yeah. It, it just for people to be kind, not, not Mm. only to each other, but to themselves. Like, yes. Sometimes I feel like we're missing that. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's really beautiful. Yeah. Um, and then I guess like what other resources, I mean, I know I'm going to go on to my 300 hour training and Mm -hmm. continue education, but is there anything specific or particular that you would suggest that someone in my position does or reads or speaks to? Well, I, number one, I, I'm a huge advocate for continued education, either, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, you continue on to the 300 or you do like a mentorship program or you continue to take workshops, do, do a retreat once a year, you know, with, with a teacher, like go take a retreat with somebody, like be a student. I I think that that's the biggest, the biggest thing that, that you can do not only for yourself as, as a yogi, but also as a teacher, you know, um, so my advice is just don't stop learning, don't stop being a student and continue to have that same passion and tenacity for what you're doing as well as for your practice. Yeah. I mean, I think that's, that that's amazing. Yeah, that's like one of the huge things like I I do um I do a mentorship program for my my students uh, after they graduate, you know, I usually take about 6 to 10 students and we create a program for them uh, to, you know, continue their studies and continue their education so that they can, you know, begin to curate their life and their career as they want it, you know, and and because everybody's different, you know, everybody wants to create something different. I have a student who wants to create programs for at-risk youth. I have another student who wants to create more of a yoga therapy program. I have another student who wants to do a podcast and like do what I'm doing. And it's like, I am basically just shepherding them as, uh, as much as I can to, to help guide them and give them as much information as, as, as I can to help them in their journey, you know? So I think having somebody like that is so Mm -hmm. important because if not, you then just become complacent, you know, you just, you, you get to this place where then you're just teaching 20 hours a week or 20 classes a week. And, you know, you're, you're so busy doing that you forget what it's like to actually continue to be guided by the light of the practice. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I did that to myself a little bit. I started teaching like 20 classes a week, like you're saying, and I totally felt that and I needed to take myself out of the situation and kind of pull back and think, okay, am I really giving my best self to my students when I'm teaching that much? Yeah. So just to pull back, but that's all really, really great advice. So thank you for that. Of course. Yeah. I mean, yoga teacher burnout is a real thing, you know, Mm -hmm. it's a real thing and it's pretty easy to spot, you know, you're not practicing, you're extremely exhausted you are reaching, you're on autopilot, you're not engaged in what you're doing, you're not showing up for your students, you're not honoring your own practice by the way of teaching something from your heart, you know? Yeah, Um, 100%. 
so yeah, I mean, that's, so thank you for asking that question. I feel like there's a lot of people that are listening to this that, that I think would, would benefit from knowing that. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Okay. So to wrap up with our tea here, let's, let's toast teas. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> I'm having some, it's, it's uh, I think it's Earl Grey. It's black tea. It's called creme brulee. Mm. it's so good I think I put a little too much honey in here but it's like, <laughs> never too much honey <laughs> right that's what I'm saying um okay so I have just a couple of questions for you before we close um our okay. tea time session uh the first one is what area of your life do you feel the most free hmm ah <sighs> I would say my home life. I have a five-year-old son who is just the sweetest little sweetheart that anyone ever met. And <laughs> um, trust me, if you met him, you'd know. <laughs> um, and then I also, I have the most supportive fiance mm. in the whole entire world. He's the most incredible person that I've ever met. And he makes me feel like I'm worthy of doing something great with my life. And I never really realized that before I met him. So I have to, I have to attribute so much of where I am in my life right now to him and his support and his love. So, yeah. Oh, thank you for sharing that. Mm -hmm. So the final question, as you know, I ask everybody this question. Uh, I created this podcast to create a forum and a place for people to go to, to not only feel supported by their community, but to get inspired and to maybe learn a little bit about these different types of modalities to create a happier, healthier life. Uh, so Radically Loved is this idea that we're supported by the universe. The universe works for us and not against us. So there's two questions. The first one is, how do you feel radically loved? And the second is, what do you radically love? I love this question, these questions. <laughs> oh, gosh. I honestly, I feel radically loved when I'm able to be of service to others. Um, I read in a Robin Sharma book that the purpose of life is to live a life of purpose. And I just feel like, especially for example, in the yoga studio, that moment of silence at the end of a class of just pure peace and gratitude, and you can just feel the energy in the room, that feeling is where I feel radically loved. Mm -hmm. And the second part of the question, what do I radically love? Um, I would have to say it's just the whole journey of life and this planet that we live on. I love to be out in nature, to get out and hike and just see the beauty of the flowers that are blooming, see the color of the skies during sunrise. I know it sounds kind of lame and like tree hugger, but whatever. <laughs> no, <laughs> like <you're>, it's just <laughs> You're talking to fellow tree hugger, so we're good. Good. It's just so beautiful and I love to take the time to really look at those things and sit back and appreciate all of it, just appreciating all of it. And I think also 
I really love connecting with other humans. And I love that people are genuinely good, I think, at their being. I have a really strong faith in humanity. Um, and yeah, that's what I love. Oh I love goodness. humans and the world and life. <laughs> I love that so much. That's so sweet. Uh, well, Crystal, thank you so much for reaching out and for being a part of this very special segment. It always makes me so happy and so grateful to have people like you that are listening to this podcast and are spreading the word. And I, it just makes me so happy. Um, so thank you for doing that and for being open and honest with us and our time together. So um, for the people listening, if they want to reach out to you or if they want to come take class with you or know a little bit more about you, where could they go to find you? Yeah. So I am on Instagram at crystal yoga underscore, or you can go to my website, crystalyoga.net. That's C-R-Y-S-T-A-L yoga.net. And I have a retreat coming up. It's a day retreat actually in Malibu at that location that we practiced at last week. So that's coming up. If you're interested in that, that will be super awesome. I'm very excited about that this summer. Um, but yeah, my website, Instagram, you can find me there. Oh, fun. very exciting. Crystal, yeah. you're amazing. <laughs> Thank you Thank so you. much. Rosie, you are absolutely incredible. I really, really appreciate you taking the time with me today. Stop it. Yeah. You're just a beacon of light. So, yeah. Ton of love and respect for you. This podcast is brought to you by our very special sponsor, Ayurveda. So Ayurveda is the sister science to yoga. Ayurveda relies on the intelligence of mother nature and our own body's ability to heal. Most of you know that as a health coach and a nutritionist, I have spent most of my career always trying to find more natural and holistic modalities. I have an autoimmune disease, so this makes it a little bit more challenging, but it's manageable nonetheless so long as my body is in full balance. A couple of weeks ago, I was talking to my dear friend and fellow podcaster, Sahara Rose, and I was telling her I was having all these issues with my stomach, my digestion, and she recommended this brand called Uveda. So I did my due diligence and I researched them and I found that this company has really created uh, an incredible brand of supplements to support everything that we love about our bodies and our body's natural ability to heal, but also using the tools of Ayurveda. So they use this as their foundation to everything that they do. As with everything, I'm always a bit dubious because I know there's not a one fix all supplement or brand, but I tried it. I used both the joints supplement and the digestion. And I'll tell you, after using it for about a month, I noticed such a huge difference. They are just such an incredible company and I was able to chat with them and talk to them not only about the high quality of their product, but the high quality of their brand and their company and what they're trying to do. I quickly found that these people are my people and all we're trying to do is create a ripple effect in the world so that we can continue to impact people's lives and create better health, deeper connections, and just overall healthy living. 
I'm so excited to not only partner with them, but to have them share a special code for all of the listeners. Go to uveda.com and type in Rosie, that's R-O-S-I-E, at checkout to get a special discount on all of their products. Thanks so much for listening. Do you want to go on an epic yoga adventure? I do. In fact, I, I, I do all the time. <laughs> when, when do I not want to go on an epic yoga adventure? This year, I'm leading two retreats, one in Mexico at Shinalani and the other in Iceland. Our summer retreat is all about the Yoga Sutras of Patanjali. We'll learn about spiritual practices to cultivate mindfulness, wisdom, and compassion. And this fall, in an attempt to see the Northern Lights, we will go into a journey through the chakras. It's going to be fun. If you're curious, you can email me at rosie at radicallyloved.com or go to the show notes and click the links to each of the retreats, or you can go to radicallyloved.com. See you soon. Hey everyone, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I am so excited to continue to do this. Please share this with your friends. Email us, message us on Instagram at Rosie Acosta or on Twitter at Rosie Acosta. Subscribe on iTunes, write a review. We love doing this, so please help us continue to keep this podcast going. Thanks for listening.